Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Thanks for hanging out with us today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am the host of Your Life Rocks podcast. And this podcast is all about helping you find more balance in your life. Now, when we teach about life balance, we really teach about eight different categories of your life. And one of those categories is your home. And today we have a very special guest who's going to show us and teach us some tips that can help us be more balanced in our home by removing some clutter. Our guest today, her name is Dana White, and she is the creator of a slobcomesclean.com. And today she's going to share some of her best tips with us. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to introduce to you the guest that we have on the show today. Dana K. White is an author, speaker, and much to her own surprise, a decluttering expert. In 2009, Dana started blogging as Noni, which is short for anonymous, at A Slob Comes Clean. Dana soon realized that she was not alone in her housekeeping struggles and in her feelings of shame. Today, Dana leads a community of more than 150,000 women sharing realistic home management strategies and a message of hope for the hopelessly messy through her blog, weekly podcasts, and videos. I know you're going to love everything she has to share. And in November, Dana's first book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, a book I think I need, is going to be released by Thomas Nelson Publishing. Now, Dana lives with her husband and her three kids just outside of Dallas, Texas. And, oh, by the way, she's pretty funny. Dana, are you with us? I'm here. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. We have this great info backlog about you, but can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Well, I am a former theater arts teacher. Um, I taught until my oldest or until my first child was born 14 years ago. And then I took time off to uh, be a stay-at-home mom. And then um, about six and a half years ago, I started a blog because I wanted to be a writer, and that was the career that I was wanting to work toward, but I didn't know how to make that happen, and then I discovered blogs and thought, okay, start practicing writing, and um, over the last six years, that has turned into what is now a full-time job for me, um, and I get to write and do all these other crazy things like podcasting and such, um, and uh, it's been really fun. It's been a really interesting journey. Awesome. Well, I love everything that you have on your website, so I encourage everyone to go and check it out. Um, And I know you have some great success tips, which I'm dying to get into because I love everything organization and decluttering is like my zen. So I'm so excited to pick your brain on a few things. But before we get there, one of the things we like to talk about every single episode is what we call a moment of grace. But we just, it's, you know, Everyone is not perfect, unfortunately, and we all have those moments where maybe something went horribly wrong or we just had that moment where we needed grace for ourselves. Can you share with us a time that you needed some grace? Well, okay, so I'm scatterbrained, 
I'm like amazingly scatterbrained sometimes. And it goes, it goes like it correlates with how busy life is and how crazy things are. I mean, as I get overwhelmed with other stuff going on, things just get deleted from my brain. Anyway, when my kids were little, I struggled to remember birthday parties. Not my own kids' birthday parties, but other people's birthday parties. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were late because I completely forgot about it. And then something would happen, and I w- would realize, oh, that's right now. And we would run, um, you know, run to the store and just – anyway, I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times as my kids were older and started, like, going to the parties where I didn't um, stay that um, – I would send them to the party and forget to send a gift. Um, But there was one time my daughter's very best friend had a birthday party. The mother had specifically told me that it was um, just going to be a really, really small group and that say that, but you know, that she should feel very special that she was invited to this party, swim party at her house. Um, And it was on a Sunday afternoon and I had decided I'm going to take a nap today. And I completely turned off my phone and absolutely forgot the party never went. And I mean, it's gotten better as I've gotten older and my kids have gotten older because they actually remember things. But I felt so horrible about that. I mean, to me, that was like my worst. I'm sure I've had others, but one of my worst parenting moments, I could not believe that I did that. And we tried to make it up and my daughter forgave me and she, the mom was fine, but it really made me so frustrated because you know, I get so frustrated with my scatterbrainedness anyway that that was just like, okay, this is affecting not just me, but other people, my daughter, her friend, all this. Um, so we had a special night where we had her friend over and all that, but it, it didn't make up for what it was that I did. So that was one of my most horrendous mistakes. You know what? Though? I love that you shared that. Thank you so much because it's one of those things I think all of us as moms can really relate to. I mean, I know for me, my son's like bestest friend, his birthday party was on Friday and it was literally like we showed up 20 minutes late because we had to stop by the store to buy something on the way. Like it was like, I think that every mom can kind of relate to that panic moment. So thank you so much for sharing. So we all know, like we're not alone in that. So if anyone else ever sleeps through a birthday party, you know, Dana did it first. So I'm so sorry, but I've done it. Yeah, it, it, it was horrible. I will tell you that we have gotten to the point where now our standard gift is a really big Hershey's bar, you know, because what kid doesn't want to have their own Hershey's bar? Um, a really like the big Hershey's bar, and um, we usually give like a ten dollar bill. Like that's the standard that we give at birthday parties, and my kids love giving it, and their friends are always excited to get it because it's super easy. Like there's no picking out, there's no, you know, when you do have to run by the store because you're already late to the party, there's no walking down the aisle and trying to figure out what you're going to get and all that anyway. And you can get it in a gas station too. That's (laughs) brilliant. I really love that. (laughs) I'm going to have to start doing something similar from now on because I just think that's brilliant. Okay. So everything we do at Your Life Rocks is all about bringing life into balance for my audience. So Define for us, for you and your life, what does life balance look like and what does it mean? Well, I think that that last story pretty much demonstrates what it doesn't mean. And that means that I have too much going on. I I feel like I'm in a constant state of editing my life and my family's life um, because when I'm overwhelmed, then 
my family suffers. And so it's a constant um, prioritization process where I decide this is more important than that. And so that needs to go so that I have room to breathe around this thing that I absolutely have to do. So it's a constant editing. It's a constant deciding what kinds of things are going to benefit from going to benefit my family. What kinds of things are going to give me that space around the things that I have to do so that they'll actually end up happening. I love that. And I truly believe that like white space is one of the biggest keys to life balance. Like sometimes we overschedule ourselves way too much, right? And so having yes. that space around those things does certainly help. And so there's I love no such thing that. as really planning out life when you have children because you no. can't plan when they're going to, you know, get sick. And then as they get older, they have their own lives and things come up and they have opportunities to do things that you do want them to be able to do. And so you have to have that space in there to make room for those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's kind of like agility, right? Like you just have to be flexible and not tied to anything to be able to run in whatever direction you need to. Right. That's so good. All right. Well, I'm super pumped up and excited to get to some success tips that you have for us because you've built your entire brand around decluttering. Um, And one of the things that I love, and I'm just going to challenge all of our um, listeners If you want to have a little bit more sanity in your life, go to her website. It's a slobcomesclean.com. Did I say that right? A slobcomesclean.com. There are a gazillion checklists on there. And I know my audience loves checklists. I love checklists. And there's one for every single thing on there. And I really appreciated that. I've already downloaded a ton of them. So thank you for providing such great content. But share with us a little bit about, um, you know, when we are decluttering or, or working on our home, what are some of the more realistic things that we can do in order to have success in that? Well, I think the number one thing is to see the value in just decluttering. I think a lot of times people, especially people like me, um, think that we have to get organized, which is a great thing to aspire to. But the idea of organizing when you're already overwhelmed is even just more overwhelming. And a lot of times that can even keep you from stopping. So for me, I would look at something, there was so much stuff, and I would think, well, I just need to get organized. But that's problem solving. That's something I'm going to have to plan and think through and decide upon. When I started my blog, I was in a state of just being completely overwhelmed with the amount of stuff in my home. And I said, I don't have time right now to organize. I can't organize. I'll do that down the road. And so I said, for right now, I'm just going to declutter. And that gave me this amazing sense of freedom. And it helped me understand how just decluttering made a huge positive impact on my home and on our lives. And I didn't have, I didn't in the end even have to organize because if you will just remove the stuff that you don't need, which does not involve problem solving, it's just deciding, oh, yeah, we don't need this and getting it out of there, then a space is comparatively organized and it helps my family function better. And then over time, as I live with just the things that we actually need, then organizing decisions are very easy because I say, you know what, a basket here would really, really help because I know that the only stuff here is exactly what we need for our family and this is how our family operates and this is the item that would help me function better in this space where I used to think I needed to get organized. So I would go out and buy organizing stuff 
And then by the time I got home, all that organizing energy was completely gone and I never ended up getting the project done. I love that you said that. Like it's such a different mindset and I've never thought about that before, but it is like when you say organize something, it's such like a, like a sense of overwhelm automatically comes over and it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me all day or you know what I mean? Like how am I going to do that? Where decluttering, like that's easy. You can just do that. And it's just such a mindset shift that I've never thought about before, but it's just the way you frame it. So thank you so much for sharing. I love that. I'm going to start decluttering my house now. This is good stuff that I love, (laughs) removing the things you don't need. I love that. So now I know that you kind of create like a lifestyle of decluttering and you've kind of already now because this has been a while, so many years, like have you, is your house like all the way decluttered or is it still like a gradual process you think? You know, I thought when I started that there would be a time when I would be finished. This was really just supposed to be my practice blog. That's why I blogged under a fake name. I mean, I didn't want anyone I knew to knew to know about this. Um, so I, I, but I thought, you know, a couple of months, I'll get things under control and then I'll start my real blog. Um, yeah, it's six years later and I'm still decluttering. Um, but part of that is me realizing that there is no such thing as decluttering once and for all. As long as you're living, you're going to have stuff come into your home. As long as you have children who grow, they're going to grow out of clothes. They're going to grow out of toys. Um, fashions change. My tastes change. My size changes. You know, different things change and things come into my home. And it's got to be a constant process of getting the things that we don't need anymore out of our house. So when I say a lifestyle of decluttering, a lot of that just comes from decluttering experience. You know, in the beginning, it was getting rid of things that there was no reason for me to have it in my home. But for some reason I did, you know, I'd collected it or I bought it for a project I thought I was going to do one day and then never did. And so there was a lot of that. Now it's just a constant realizing that I need to be purging all the time. I need to always be aware of, oh, you know, you know what? I don't like these socks anymore. I thought I was going to like them when I bought them. I don't like them. So I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of them instead of waiting for it to be this. I can't close my sock drawer because I have so many socks, you know, instead I just have this much more because I have experience with decluttering. I'm willing to just declutter regularly. We always have a donate box going in our house. My kids know where it is. And so they know when they put on a pair of pants for school and their high waters, all of a sudden, even though they fit last week, um, they know, oh, go stick it in the donate box, and they just go do that immediately, you know, so that they they know this is what we do. This is how we keep our house from getting completely out of control. I think that that is so great. I love that you have them trained to do that. Now, you've kind of been doing this for a while. You have kind of have a system in place. What would you say to someone out there who doesn't have a system in place and decluttering is like the start of it because now they've realized I don't have to organize everything. I just need to get rid of some junk. How would you recommend for them to prioritize and kind of get started into that process of decluttering? My main advice when you're prioritizing decluttering is to start with your visible spaces. Um, There's this strange thing that happens when you think I've got to get rid of stuff. I've got to get rid of stuff. Many people especially people like me, tend to go and declutter a junk drawer or the linen closet or some space that has a door or a drawer that closes so you can finish it and then close it and think, oh, good, we hardly ever use this space, so maybe it'll stay this way. 
but that does nothing to actually improve your home or improve the function of how your family lives because you don't use that space very often. So when you have that itch and that desire to get started, to make yourself look around and see your home as a guest would when they walked in. What is it that if somebody knocked on the door and walked in your home, you would suddenly see that's become invisible to you over the last however long, you know, maybe it's the pile of papers on top of the piano in the dining room or something. And you go, Oh yeah, I don't even see that anymore. Cause I'm so used to it being there. But when I prioritize according to visibility, then I know I'm going to take this energy that I've got and I'm going to tackle that space so that I see the difference in my home. I don't go start in the master bedroom closet. Instead I go with what's visible and then my family functions better because that's a space that we're living in all the time. And it encourages me to continue decluttering and it actually increases my decluttering energy. I love that. So it's almost like a boost of confidence, right? Because it's a daily reminder of what you've been able to accomplish. Right. I always say that even though I didn't notice that before, once I declutter it, then I do see the empty space and it's encouraging to me. It makes me feel better. I love it. Those are great tips for someone who's just starting out. Now, as someone kind of starts through this process, they get that first visible space, which I love that you kind of phrase it that way, decluttered and um, kind of have this empty space now in their house. What tips do you have for people on an ongoing basis to kind of keep up that habit of decluttering? Well, I think it's too, um, well, daily habits are everything. Um, Decluttering is very important, but even more important than that is just getting routines in place that work for your family and your lifestyle. So um, even if, you know, you work all day, you come home, you're exhausted, finding, okay, what is the one thing I can do, which honestly is keeping your kitchen clean. You know, if you can just say, I can't do it all, which no mother can, you know, I can't do it all, but I'm just going to tell myself that I'm okay as long as I keep my kitchen clean. Because if you will, do that, then you'll maintain that decluttered space that you worked on, but then you'll also um, prevent the clutter, you know, from happening. It's amazing how daily habits and decluttering go together. Um, If you don't have daily habits in place, then decluttering progress will never last. But if you have too much stuff, daily habits are 20 times harder than they should be because you're working around things that shouldn't even have to, shouldn't even be there in the first place. That's so good. I love that, that just kind of those daily habits and picking the space, like your Zen spaces, right, that need to always stay decluttered. Now, let me ask you a question. This is because it's true, total true story for my family and for my life. Like I have my kitchen island, right, that's like my sanctuary, like it's my Zen spot, like do not mess up the kitchen island. Things don't go there unless it's just the fruit bowl or you're cooking and then it all has to be cleaned up. But what I find is people will put things on there. I'll say, nope, got to clean that up. And they just move the pile over. So what strategies do you have for those piles of things that just kind of travel and migrate throughout the house? Well, one of the main things I tell people is to just grab a trash bag and start dealing with trash. Because a lot of times when you look, when I look at a pile, it overwhelms me because it's a pile and it's, I don't know what's in that pile. I think I know what's in that pile, but I don't. And so I just think, oh, that's a huge pile of decisions I'm going to have to make and things I'm going to have to get done. And so I put it off and I put it off. But if I just say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to worry about dealing with the entire pile. I'm just going to remove what's trash. 
for some reason, I usually find that way more of that pile was trashed. And by the time I get that out of there, then it's not an overwhelming pile anymore. And I can usually finish it up. But um, just letting myself say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, stick it in the recycling bin if it's something I don't need. You know, deal with this. Just pull out the things that you know for sure are trash, you know, or recycling, whatever it is that you do in your home. But um, just focusing on that first shrinks all those piles and makes them a lot less overwhelming. That is so great because it is very overwhelming when you have those piles. In fact, they all end up kind of congregating in our family office on the desk and then it's pile after pile after pile. So I love that of just kind of making it more manageable by removing the trash because that's kind of that mindless task, right, of just pitching stuff. And I love throwing things away. It's like therapy for me. If I can throw things away, I don't know why, but it's like sanity. I love it. So we've covered a lot of stuff, like from the very beginning to how to maintain. If you could like round out all of the tips, great tips that you've shared with us already, what would you say would be like the number one message you would want to get across to people who are trying to live that decluttered lifestyle? You have to figure out the level of stuff that you can maintain. I define clutter as anything I can't keep under control. So while someone else can maybe have, you know, 12 pairs of black pants and that's not clutter to them because their closet always is neat and looks great and they can find all those 12 pants, um, that's great. But for someone else, 12 pairs of black pants just means that they don't have to do the laundry as often. And so then it piles up and it gets out of control. And, you know, so different people have different clutter thresholds is what I call it. So, you know, what, whatever is consistently out of control in my home, I just need to get rid of it down to the point where it stays under control. So, you know, figuring what that, figuring out what that point is in your specific home for your personality type and your family is really important. Oh, that is so good. Just kind of that self-awareness. Right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these great tips, Dana. I love everything that you've shared. And like I've said before, I encourage everyone to go to your website, aslobcomesclean.com, to get some of those checklists and tips so that they can start decluttering their homes as well. Now, can you stick around with us for a few more questions? Sure. Hey, sorry, I had to interrupt the show to ask you a question. Is your life in balance? It can be hard. After all, there's so much calling for your attention your career, your marriage, kids, your health, your friends, the list goes on and on. And I totally get it. To help you create a life of balance and clarity, I have a free gift for you. It's an intentional living goal workbook. It's the first step in building a balanced life. Get your copy at yourliferocks.com backslash goals. All right, time to get back to the show. All right, we are back with Dana K. White, an author, speaker, and decluttering expert. And she's already shared some amazing tips with us, but we have just a few more questions for her. So Dana, can you share with us what book has helped you the most in your career? Well, as um, because my career is self-created, um, I am an entrepreneur, so um, I love anything that you know, speaks to that. I really love John Acuff's books that he writes, um, specifically Start. Uh, I enjoyed that book. He he has a really great perspective on being realistic 
and being um, honoring your family and what they need while at the same time pursuing your dreams and making things happen that some people, um, you know, just don't even bother to try. Uh, but it's something that's in your heart that you want to make happen and going ahead and making that happen while also honoring the responsibilities that you have as a parent, as a family member. I do love that about everything that John Acuff puts out is that it is like all kind of a 360 view. It's never just yes. a all about the business. It's about all of who you are, which I exactly. adore about him. Now, are there any other non-career books that you really enjoy? Honestly, I'm a fiction reader. I I love fiction, so, <laughs> which is kind of strange because I'm a nonfiction writer. Um, but, um, I, you know, I, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Sorry. If you could go to a beach somewhere and just be by yourself reading a fiction novel right now, what would it be? Or what author would it be? I love Barbara Kingsolver. Um, she is just one of the most intelligent writers. She wrote Poisonwood Bible. I don't know if you've read that. It's quite, I mean, it's, it's probably 15, 20 years old now, I would say. Um, and uh, it, I love that book. So anything that she's written, but she rarely puts out a book because she puts so much work into them that she's definitely not prolific, but she is just, I just love her stuff. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Love it. All right. Now, because we are all about life balance here, um, and just like you have a crazy busy life, so does our audience. So what tip could you give them resource or tool that you use to help balance your life? I am all about my smartphone and my calendar. Um, I don't use anything fancy. I'm sure there are great things, but when I've downloaded them, the learning curve makes me just go, you know what, I'm just going to stick to my calendar. So I am all about like when I go to the dentist or I go to a doctor's appointment, I have to make a following doctor's appointment. I won't take those little cards because that's just more paper for me to stick in my purse. And I've got enough paper stuck in there right now. Um, so I just put everything in my phone. If it's six months out, if it's two months out, I stick it in my calendar and I go ahead and set it to ha give me alerts. So if it's a dentist appointment in six months, then I have it alert me six, I mean, I'm sorry, a week before so that I go, oh my goodness, that's right. I have a dentist appointment next week. And then two hours before, you know, something so that it just helps me um, not forget things. I have get my, you know, my 14 year old, I have his on Thursday nights, I have an alert that comes through and says, remember uh, to get the band practice log signed. And he has that in his stuff too, you know, to come through his alert. So all those little things, um, I just am all about setting those alerts. I am with you. I set reminders for just about everything. And sometimes it goes, drives me completely crazy when my phone is constantly going off. But if I don't have those things, like I won't remember to drink water. <laughs> like I won't remember to, you know, do the smallest, simplest things that you would think you are an adult human being. You should be able to just remember to how to do those things. But I get busy and I forget. Right. So, you know, one of the things that we're all about with uh, Your Life Rocks is that we do a lot of stuff on Sundays. So Sunday planning for everyone who's kind of in my groups know that that's the day to really set yourself up for success. And today we're actually recording this on a Sunday. And um, I've already gone through my week and all my goals and set all my reminders for the week because without that, like, I, I probably wouldn't remember to breathe or blink. So <laughs> it's so needed. Now, I know you also have some tips on organizing the email on the phone because sometimes our email boxes get a little insane. So what tips do you have for us on that? Well, 
Um, I actually have two different posts on deleting lots of Gmail or Yahoo emails at one time because I'm the person who tends to have um, a lot of email and read. My husband, it drives him crazy, those little numbers that appear next to the thing on my phone. It doesn't bother me at all, like not in the least. (laughs) But um, I do use, um, I just use categories. I use um, folders, depending on what email system that you use, um, where anytime we have a trip, I make a folder for that trip and I have all those email go in there so that I don't have to worry about taking paper with me anywhere. I just know as long as I've got my phone, which for some reason is the one thing I never lose, um, that I'm going to have our plane tickets. I'm going to have our uh, hotel reservations. I'm going to have everything that we need right there. Coupons. I have a coupon folder so that, you know, as some restaurant coupon comes through the email, I can just stick it there and then I don't have to search for it or, um, you know, because sometimes that's harder to do on your phone. But as long as it's there in those folders, I can get to it really easily on my phone. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that, especially with the coupons, because I always get those and I intend to use them and then I lose them. Like, even though it's just in my phone, it's electronic, I still just kind of forget they're there. Right. And sometimes, if, you know, I can just, I think, I don't remember if I had a coupon for this restaurant or not, but I can go to my coupon folder and, and know immediately. Oh, that's good. Little thought jogger. I love that. All right. Now, what about a parenting tip? Being a mom and having so much crazy stuff going on around you at all the times, what parenting tip do you have for us? Well, one of the things, of course, I talk about cleaning all the time. So, Everybody wants their kids to participate and to help out. Um, My tip, though, is to establish routines first and then bring your kids in on those routines. Um, I was the queen before I started my what I call my deslobification process. Before I started that, I was the queen of saying, I mean, I would plan out how everything was going to change starting tomorrow. You know, we are going to start having chores and doing this and doing that. And we're going to do it every single day starting tomorrow. And so I would sit the kids down and I would, I had charts with stickers and all this kind of stuff. And that didn't work because then um, about a week into it, I would completely forget what we'd said we were going to do. And then it never happened. And then I felt guilty and awful. Um, But instead, as I started to create my own routines in my home that made a huge impact, then I realized that I could bring my children in on those routines. For example, you know, establishing my routine of making sure that I run the dishwasher at night before I go to bed. Um, You know, for me to just say that when that had not been my habit before, for me to say, okay, everybody, we're going to start doing this. They look at me like I just grew a second head. You know, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, you've never done that before. You know, that's not been what we've done. But when I went ahead and established it and worked on what I was doing and what I wasn't doing, um, then they observed those routines, even though they may not have registered what was going on. But I could say, hey, I need you guys to do this. This is what we do. And it just flowed and made more sense. So my big thing with parenting is to be the example first and then bring your kids in on the routines and the habits that you've already established. That's beautiful. And I love that. And I think it just takes some extra accountability, too, because I know for me, like, that's me. Like, I'll kind of read something on Pinterest about some new chore chart, and instantly I sit the kids down, and this is what we're going to do. And and sure enough, four days later, it's like, what are we doing? I don't even remember anymore. And so I'm not really building any consistency or teaching them anything in that way either. So I think that that's great. Just let them 
follow your example and you be the person who kind of starts that habit. That's great. All right, so now we are at our the final part of our episode and really my favorite part of the episode where we get to talk a little bit about the Word of God. And we do this not just because it's a Christian podcast, of course, and not just because it's about memorizing Scripture, because that's not what I'm about, but it's about living into the Word of God. Now, is there any Scripture that kind of speaks into your life that you feel like really you can live through? Well, I love Second Corinthians four sixteen through eighteen. Um, they were verses that meant a lot to me, kind of in those traumatic, turmoil-filled teenage years. Um, but you know, as I've grown older, and as I have children, they're verses that I just keep going back to. As this is what it's all about. Um, starting with sixteen, there. I'm sorry. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And this is the part I love so much. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And any time that you're overwhelmed as a mom, any time that I feel like the day-to-day of um, dealing with my work and my children and all those different things that just come along overwhelms me, I can look to that and say, you know, this is not about what I'm seeing right now. This is about what's eternal. This is about what's unseen. And everything that I'm seeing right now, it's all temporary. But what is unseen is eternal, and that's what ultimately matters. Amen, sister. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. That is really great. So, Dana, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much of yourself, so generously pouring lots of wisdom into us. Now, where can everyone find you if they want to get in contact? Well, I am all over the Internet, basically. Um, I do have a podcast as well, A Slob Comes Clean. You can just search that in iTunes or go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Um, and basically if you go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect, you can find me on all of my social media channels. Dana, thank you so much for coming on again. And I look forward to connecting with you soon and good luck on your upcoming book launch. Thank you. How to manage your home without losing your mind. I will be picking up a copy for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. I know I personally learned a lot from Dana, and I hope that you did too. Some good tips, action items that you can really apply to your life right away and to your home. Now, if you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss a single one coming. And if you want other people to find these episodes, all you have to do is leave a rating and review in iTunes. It really does make it so other people can find the podcast a lot easier. And of course, share the podcast. Share it with friends, family, other people that you know that might benefit from some of the things that we're talking about. Now, if you want more information on Dana, you can come to our show notes at yourliferocks.com backslash 13. That's one, three. And we'll have links to her blog, her podcast, and all her other information so you can follow her on social media there. Now, I'm so excited for our next episode. We're actually going to be kicking off our first series that we have with Your Life Rocks. And the series is called Taking Back Balance. So over the course of the next nine weeks, we're going to really be studying different things that you can do to personally take back balance 
in your life. And of course, there will be some challenge items attached to that. And if you wanted to be fully involved in those challenge items, I invite you to join our community. You've probably heard me talk about it a hundred times. So why haven't you joined yet? We want to see you in there and we want to be able to help you build a life that rocks, a life of balance and purpose. So you can find us by going to Facebook and just search Your Life Rocks and find our group. There's also the page there. So make sure you join the group and not just the page. And that way you can really interact with all the other amazing women that are part of that community and take part in our challenge for taking back balance in your life. So make sure you check out that next episode as well. And if you haven't yet gotten your goal workbook for balanced living, I invite you to get that too. You can go to yourliferocks.com backslash goals. It's totally, completely free for you, but it will really set you on the right course to building a life that rocks. All right, that's it for now. See you on the next episode. Bye.